Uh, so, so the interesting thing is uh, this week, uh, man, this week was powerful from Ari just really challenging us to get rid of that sadness. You know, because sometimes, you, you know, you, you, you're carrying around the sadness and uh, Karen challenging us to uh, basically get out of the mud. That's, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing. Um, uh, we found out about our benefits this week, um, the benefits in the kingdom. But then, then, you know, the week shifted into adjusting some things to qualify you, like to, to shift into some things to qualify you. You know, even yesterday with, uh, you know, with Josh breaking, breaking down, what are you carrying? I was wondering why he came in with that uh, uh, backpack also. And I said, well, maybe it's a prop. Because Terrence, didn't, Terrence, didn't you use a backpack one time? Didn't you use weights? Who, who used the weights? Right. Oh, yeah, remember? Yeah, the reason why I remember, like, Ray really was in character. Remember that? The weights was heavy. Like, like, like you remember? Like, you, you see the look on Ray's face? Like, I don't know if I should have used this prop. <laughs> right? You remember that? Yeah, you remember that? So, huh? Oh, Lenny. Yeah, L- Lenny was in character, too. Remember, he had a lot of weight. Yeah, Lenny was in character, too. Uh, Lenny Harris. Give you some shout-out, Lenny. Um, so, so, but, but just, just processing through your positioning, but, and Ty talked about the uh, standard. You know, there's a particular standard, and then you have to keep that standard set. You know, I, I was talking to a pastor uh, this morning at the gym who's no longer a pastor in the church. Uh, um, the deacons voted him out, but he was uh, like, like when I was having a conversation with him, like he was challenging the people in the congregation to be locked in and be anchored. But the people that didn't want to be anchored kind of created discord, and you know he's no longer pastoring, and and so. So, so I'm talking to him. The Lord's giving me pieces and pieces, but I felt he needed my help. So I didn't even finish my workout. Like I was, you know, because I was kind of like, this is, I don't even normally go there, that particular gym on Sunday. I go somewhere else. But I knew I just didn't come for a reason. But, but it, to me, it just lines into the consideration of the whole, the whole picture. Because I was telling him, you know, I try to operate foundation first, and that's what Ty was talking about yesterday, like setting foundation first. So as we go into talking about considering the whole, you know, I, this may be the last week, I'm not sure, because we got to talk about courage here soon. Um, but uh, considering the whole is counting the cost. Considering the whole is counting the cost. Now, now when we say counting the cost, we're talking about counting the actual cost, not the fictitious cost, right? So, so we're not just counting the worst case scenarios, but counting the entire cost. Um, uh, we talked about this last week, uh, when being considered with other things. Remember we talked about that? So I was making the choice, Jason. Now, how does that line up with other things, right? The whole, right? You remember when we talked about that? A couple weeks, right? In consideration, in consideration of other things. So when I make a move, so this is where we struggle. I say we, because I know I've been boo-boo the fool on occasion. You call me boo-boo the fool? We'll find out in a second, right? So 
when I when I've been Boober the Fool, I I did something that I wanted to do that was costing me something. It was a level of sacrifice, uh, but it wasn't necessarily obedient. The Bible says I'd rather obedience than sacrifice. And what did I do? I did something that I really wanted to do or was uh, convenient for me, but I didn't consider it with other things. I didn't consider nothing else. And then if somebody started to talk to me, I overrode them, I ran from them, or I shut them down. Probably the third one was probably what I did most of the time. Like, I, I was a, a master shutting you down, right? Now, now, why am I doing that? Because I really want to do this. So now, first of all, I got to convince myself. That's the first person I got to trick. I got to deceive myself, right? Because I'm not just going to do stuff. You know, it has to make sense. I have to have a reason, right? And, you know, that came from the, the Garden of Eden, you know. The tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? All right, so, so, so now when I come up with a reason, now when, when I'm questioned, I can at least hit them with the reason. And if it gets too complicated in the conversation, first of all, it's, it's them against me. Like, I'm winning that, you know, all right? And then if, but if they, if they want to go talk to somebody else, we're not having that conversation. Even if I agree to do it, I'll, I'll find something else to do. You know what I'm saying? So I don't make that conversation. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about? All right, so why? Because I don't want to consider the other things. Now, why don't I want to consider other things? Because I'm still not, haven't matured past my adolescence where I wanted where I, what I wanted. Like you got, you got kids around here, you know, you got Raylan growing up. Raylan want what he want, what he want. He don't know what y'all doing. He don't know you came from work. He don't know you came from school or cheer practice. He don't care about none of that. Okay, y'all. We in the house, right? Y'all my playthings. Let's get to work. Let's get to work. You run over here with me. You go over here with you. Matter of fact, I'm hungry right now. I know I'm playing with her, but yeah, yeah, give me some of those. Yeah, you know, he, that's how he roll, right? He don't consider nothing but what he wants. We, we go into being adults. We are operating the same way. We're having to operating childish, right? We're not considering other things. The scripture says, when I was a child, I was a child, thought I was a child, but when I became a man, a mature male or female, I put off childish things. Now I don't just think about me. I think outside of me. How does it impact others? Uh, didn't somebody say this week, don't let your good be evilly spoken of? Right? Was that, was that Trina mentioned that? Somebody mentioned that, right? Don't let your good be evilly spoken What does that mean? When I'm doing something, even though I know I'm doing the right thing, it's so illuminated, even from a distance, you see, it looks like I'm doing the right thing. But some of us, we only consider ourselves. So we may be doing something that's decent, but from a distance, it looks shady. Right? It doesn't look godly. It doesn't look like you're in harmony with God, right? Well, long as I know. No, 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 that's not what the scripture says. It says, don't let your good be evilly spoken of, right? Doesn't it say that? Amen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Did I make that up? That's memory scripture. Okay, I'm just making sure we're on the same, we're at the same church, right? All right, so. Now let's go to Luke 14. 
Now, this is so interesting because now we're, we're coming to Jesus, and we talked about this in, uh, man, listen, even if you haven't been coming to Bible school, we're starting a book abiding Christ. I think you want to come. It's going to answer some questions. It's, it's, you're going to find your fulfillment. Because one of the things we were talking about is we get the come to me part. We are ignorant to the stay with me part. So we come to Christ. We, we did that well. But once we get our relief, we leave out of his presence. No, come to me meant stay with me. Abide in me, right? And this is going to make sense because this is a part of coming to him. All right, so we'll start here, verse 26. I have no idea what version I put here, but might be King James, not sure. Well, I do have a Bible. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that'll help. So Luke 14, give me a second. Just want to confirm what version for those that want to study it out for themselves. All right. 14, 26. All right. I believe this is the King James Version. It says, if any man come, at, come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Now, we're we, we going in this way. We're going in understanding that in comparison to my love for Christ, everything else in my life seems like I hate it. Is that how we live? Because you remember the relationship that everybody told you to stay away from? Do you remember that? It wasn't that far long ago for some of us. You remember? You remember? Remember? You remember how it hurt? But do you remember who you ignored? Remember it was almost like you hated the people that was trying to advise you because your focus was on whatever your passion was. You remember that? I mean, I remember it. I did it. I did it on more than one occasion. I told you I've been boo-boo the fool on plenty of occasions, right? And, and, and so God is saying, can I get that? Can I get that type of passion where you're willing to shut out everything for me. All right? Brother John said, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Brooklyn. All right. It says, whoever does, does not bear his cross and come after me, uh-oh, he cannot be my disciple. So now we got, my passion is as if I hate everything else, Terrence. That, I don't hate everything else, but the way it looks like I'm focused on Christ, it looks like I hate everything else, right? Does that make sense? But then now I'm bearing my cross. Now, we, we know here the disciples' cross is what? Anchored in the Word, right? Uh, locked into your prayer and communion with God. Fellowship and witnessing. So if I'm considering the whole thing, am I anchored in the Word? No, no I ain't saying I read a couple of scriptures. I'm, see, if I'm anchored in the word, that means storms, winds blow, what comes out of me? The word. Locked in the prayer, that's the, the vertical cross, that's my relationship with God, right? Anchored in the word and prayer to, and faith towards God, right? 
disciples' cross, right? Right side of the cross is witnessing. I'm sharing the gospel all the time. Trina, uh, Trina talked about it this morning when she talked about the Holy Spirit. That's why you have the Holy Spirit, because he helps you to be a witness. It helps you to be bold. But she talked about this morning, boldness doesn't mean you're not afraid. Boldness means in the midst of your fear, you're still moving towards doing what God told you to do. In spite of your fear. Right? Pretty accurate, right, Trina, as you talked about this morning? Yeah, I was, I was dialed in. I also studied it out, too, last night. Uh, what a, few nights ago, all right? All right, so that's the cross. But that left side, Trina, you talked about that this morning too, didn't you? See, I'm all over you, you this morning. She talked about fellowship. And then Pastor Mal came in and she said, Trina, that was good. That was good about the fellowship. You know, Pastor Mal, that's good. She, she, but Pastor Mal said, yeah, because if it's just two people, right? Didn't you say something? If it's just two people, right? Well, it's, it's like, if it's just two people, then you can always like, like there's not a whole lot of pressure, right? Did that come from you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, so in other words, let's say I'm just hanging out with this one person. Now we try to isolate ourselves. And the person is kind of compromising, but you're doing more, a little more scripture than them, right? Well, that ain't no, that ain't no, you ain't getting no strength from that. But in fellowship, everywhere you turn, you're challenged. Everywhere you look, you ch- like, you know, you, you, you ever, you know, you first start coming in the environment and people, you know, this is how I was you, when, I, when I moved to Ohio. People quoting scriptures. They praying on Saturday. It's like, y'all going to church on Saturday to pray? Early in the morning? For what? And we could be sleeping. No, you, this is when you sleep in, you know. But consistently they, would, they had prayer on Saturday. So guess what? After a while, you know what I did? I was at prayer on Saturday. All right? Then he's going through survival kit. I was like, what is that? It just, and then the book looked like cartoonish. You know, and I, I'm, I'm like from Jersey. I'm like, how does little cartoon book going to help my life? Well, boy, the survival kit helped me to get a foundation of what being a Christian is really about. Right? And so, so, so now, and then my sister just kept quoting scriptures. Like, she said, the Bible says this. The Bible says that. And I, it just, I couldn't take it. I said, how do you know all this stuff? She says, I prayed for a desire to know the word. And, and this is how I've been my whole life. If you tell me something, I'm going to take that and I'm going to add something to it. So if you say, man, I, I, I do 100 of these, I'm like, cool. I'm, I'm going to do, eventually do 200. So when she said that, I said, Lord, give me a desire not only to know the word, but the address. And why did I want the address? Because I grew up with questions around people who had questions. But I knew if I had the address, I can send them to the address. So my whole philosophy, even when I met my wife, my philosophy was, don't take my word for it. It's in the book. Wasn't, no, this is what I think. Oh, no, 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 no. You good? You don't have to believe me. To the book, right? You understand what I'm saying? So I came in, but I learned that through fellowship. See, before I went to that church, I wasn't fellowshipping. Well, I wasn't going to church, but I wasn't fellowshipping. Once I got into fellowship, now I'm stretched. Do you notice something? Y'all notice. You know something? If you, you can't work out at the house by yourself, right? You can't. But you know something happens when you go to a gym? 
as much as we, we claim humility, when you're in a gym, you're you going to mess around and do more than you ever thought to do. Especially you see that little dude lifting 315 or something. Like, man, I, I guess I could do more, huh? Right? Just something's going to change. Like, I, I lift more than I ever lift in my life because I go to a gym. And I've learned in the gym what I could do. I had a philosophy of what I thought I could do, and I thought I was doing it. But I didn't realize what the body could do. I do stuff I never did my entire life. You know why? I was in fellowship at the gym. Now, y'all know good and well I'm not talking about the gym. I, I, I do more. We're in fellowship. We're pastors. We participate in everything, too. As, see, there's a pull and a push when you're growing. There's people you're ahead of, you're pulling up. But there's people you're behind, you're pushing up. So we get, like, listen, we can't, we can't rest around here. Got here Trina this morning. You can't rest around these, these, these people growing in the world too. You heard Trina last night. God's going to use all of us to minister. Right? Did <laughs> Right? So, so that means we, hey, Pastor Mel, we got we to gotta step it up, right? We, we got to keep growing and, you know, we, we're stepping it up, right? Does that make sense? All right, so, so I'm parked on two parts of the, ver- two verses here. It says, for which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost whether he or she have sufficient to finish it? Less happily after he or she has laid the foundation and it is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Oh, what king going to make war against another king, sit if not down first and consulteth whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000. Or else while the other is yet a great, great way off, he sendeth an ambassage and desires conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. Now, what he ended with, if you don't forsake all that you have, you can't be my disciple. In between that, he told you what it took to be his disciple. Now, I'm saying at the beginning, he told you, what it took to be his disciple. At the end, he said, you can't be my disciple. In the middle, he said, if you don't count the cost. Now, why is he saying that? Because when the cost comes up, you're going to feel some kind of way. When you're challenged, do you understand people come to church and they're offended because somebody asked them why they weren't at church? You're a disciple. What are they supposed to ask you? But I know that you're not offended when people say, oh, you wasn't at the gym. I just talked to a guy. He said, man, you ain't been to the gym in a while. I go, what you trying to say, man? Trying to say I ain't in shape? I didn't say that. I just said I'm going to, you know, I've been going to another gym because they, they, they opened up earlier. I got under that weight. He said, whoa. So he sees I've been working out. You understand what I'm saying? But you don't get offended with that. Uh, oh, you wasn't at work yesterday. What you trying to say? I'm lazy? That's not what happened. Why is church questions dealt with differently than all the other questions we get? 
Why? Why is everything, what, what, what you trying to say? Listen, I said what I was trying to say. Didn't you hear me? Hey, I didn't see you at church. I just said it. You're reading too much. It was a simple question. I missed you. Well, you hey, didn't see you in a while. But so, we, see, we think so low of ourselves, the question can only be you're doing something wrong, not I miss you. We don't think we're worthy of being missed. People watching you. People need you. Sometimes they don't miss you. Sometimes they need you. Did you think about that? Right? That's a part of the cost. Okay, we, we, are, we good? I'm, I'm going to say it's just, we're counting the cost here, right? We're considering the whole. Right? So we have to, in our life, sometimes we have to critically think. We have to look at the details. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm an exhaustive thinker. I'm a detailed person. So, so, so I've been having some family conversation. Y'all might see this, but the person that I talk to will figure it out. Y'all ain't going to figure it out. Or maybe you will. Uh, but in the conversations, I, I deal with a lot of misunderstanding. You know, the devil knows that's one of the things to attack me with because I'm a logical thinking person. Well, most of the misunderstanding is people don't consider the, the details. So uh, somebody calls me and they ask me a question. I answer the question. But they had so much more in their mind. So they thought somebody was, was around me. And so they was asking a question about the person because they figured the person was with me. So I answered the question. Man, I've been trying to uh, call them. I probably called call the person this week. So they took that as confirmation that the person was around me. They never asked me. Right? So now I have someone else that's offended with me because the person was around me and I didn't tell them. You know why I didn't tell them? Because the person wasn't around me. I had no idea the person was even in proximity to me. So that's a misunderstanding. When a person comes up, well, I told you the person was there. I said, you ain't tell me. I told you. No. With the, see, in their mind, they skipped something. It, they were thinking it probably, but they, 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 they jumped to the conclusion of their thought and left out the details. You can have a conversation. Let's, let's be honest. Okay, so most people that talk to me, a lot of people that talk to me, I won't say most, they might not listen to everything because I'm going to get into the details. Think about in school. Some things you miss. So I heard somebody say it today uh, uh, when Trina was teaching. Z. Z was like, man, I don't been through this class. Uh, uh, this discipleship personality. We're talking about, uh, we were talking about how to be filled. Z said, I don't went through this class so many times. I don't even remember none of this. But she was there, right? Why she didn't trip. She just said, I don't remember this, but I got it today. You said it. You said, man, I went back through this stuff, man. This, this, this really hit me, Right? In church, do you understand people come up to us after service, ask us questions that was discussed in the sermon? And I'll be looking at them, and they'll be like, why do you keep looking at me like that? I'm like, because I'm like, is this a trick question? <laughs> but they serious. But, but, you know, I'm like, I know I'm a character, so I probably have, like, Jersey faces. I'm, 
but, but it come out before I realize it because I'm a logical thinking person. So, so don't take it personal. You don't want me to take your faces personal, do you? <laughs> we want to discuss your face. Listen, man, we could do that too. Lou, where Lou at? Lou, we can just start taking pictures of faces. And then, then we'll pop. <laughs> right. Yeah, because if y'all saw y'all face while I'm preaching, y'all ain't always like, ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh, pastor, woo, woo. Y'all ain't doing that. You're like, we're going to talk about that today, pastor? See, that's here he go again, man. Here he go. You got the here he go face. But I still got to give you, get, hopefully we can get to the conclusion and melt down the, come on, man. I ain't come here for all that. Right? You, 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 you understand what I'm saying, right? So, so what I'm saying is I'm looking that way because I'm like, wow. So now I have to check myself and go, maybe, man, I don't know what this, you know what? I'm jumping around. So this thing says emergency call. <laughs> Y'all done brought my heart rate up. I'm just... <laughs> right. So, so, so what I'm saying is, is I have to check myself and go, they probably wasn't listening. Not because they were, they, they, they're offended or anything like that. Something could have been said and they're like, oh my God, I could do that better. Why they're focusing on I could do that better? Another insight and revelation is coming up for them. And they just didn't get it at the time. Right? Well, you know, that happens in conversations too. Somebody says something to you, you don't want to disappoint the person. This happened to me. My wife says something to me, I don't want to disappoint her. Now I'm processing through. Now how can I not disappoint her? She's still talking. <laughs> then later on, she says, remember I told you something? I was like, you ain't telling me nothing. What are you talking about? Like, Who? Who? You ain't telling me that. No, I was in process of, ah, oh, man, I disappointed her. Happens to her. She don't want to disappoint me. So I can say something, hit her. It, I'm not trying to hit her, I'm saying, not hit her, not physically hit her, but it, you know, hit her hard like, man, man, I wasn't even thinking about that. Well, now I'm adding the extra information. Well, she don't miss the extra information because she's thinking about, I wasn't thinking about that. Do you understand? We miss pieces, which is causes misunderstanding. That's okay if we're going to go into our conversation understanding that. Like, not fight, go, you know what, I probably missed that piece. No, no, reemphasize that. If we go in that way, you know, as opposed to going, like, do you know people show up and go, how come we never talk about such and such? They get my face again. <laughs> or I might start breathing because I'm like, how do I tell you you're not here all the time? <laughs> how, how do I, Tanya, how do I say that to him? See, Tanya said, just say it. Tanya gave me permission. So if you ever ask me that question again, I'm like, we, we talked about it. You just wasn't here. Or it would be cool if the person investigated, right? And then came and said, I noticed I was going through all the messages. We, we never talked about such and such. That's not what's happening, right? What they'll go is, how come we don't ever talk about such and such? And I'm really looking like, are you going to speak that absolute to me right now? <laughs> you just run right to the absolute. But I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm just, y'all have personalities, right? 
You want people to adjust your personality. How many people are fickled? See, you see how people do? See how people do? If they preaching, they're going to say, put your hands up. for I asked how many people fickle. Two people put their hands up. You don't have to turn around, Pastor Mel. I just want to ask you, do you think there's only two people in here that's fickle? Pastor Mel said no. All right, it's cool. Maybe you didn't want to make a negative confession. How about this? How many people have been fickled? <laughs> you didn't know what it means? Yeah. Whatever you thought it meant, that's what it meant. Just, you know, just, you know, just kind of not always locked in, focused, stable. You know, you got certain pet peeves nobody in America has, you know, rubbing people around. Well, I just, I, if you turn the glass to the right, then I drink out of it. Turn the glass left to right, it's the same glass. But you got to respect, hey, 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 just turn that glass, you know, so that person's not bothered, right? Now you, hopefully nobody has an issue with the glasses, how it's turned, right? You try to use something nobody deals with. Now, why did I say that? Guess what? It's some fickleness in me too. All you, <laughs> see how we're going, mm-hmm. It's cool, it's cool, because it's true. But guess what? All you got to do when I'm fickle is deal with me like you expect me to deal with you. Oh, let's change it. Deal with me like I've dealt with you. So that means you never getting offended. You still walking in love, no matter how I come at you. Right? Because you understand, right? Because of how you come at others. You don't know how you come at others? I can send you some suggestions of people you can interview. Some of them are right near you. Right? So we, we all in the same place right now, right? All right. So, so we have to consider all this. We're considering the whole, right? We're considering the missing pieces, right? Right? We good. We, we all good, right? We back on love, right? We're on the love train, right? Right? Samita said we ain't left. Okay. We'll just go with that. See, Samita said she ain't left. I'm not going to say you can't speak for everybody. I'm just going to go with that. We're just going to go with that, right? Because I'm, I'm adjusting myself to Samita's flow now, right? She's positive. No, we ain't never left. We in this. We always operating in love, right? That's the flow. That's how we living now, right? <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Come on, come on. Come on. Let's get back to the scriptures. All right, so we're talking, let's go to uh, Ephesians 3.14. We're talking about in consideration of the whole, counting the cost is a big part of that. And a lot of times we're not making decisions in consideration with other things, not because we're evil, because sometimes we just don't like considering anything else. We want what we want what we want. But you know, as you get older and you have children, you tell your children they can't always have what they want. Now, why does it apply to them? but not us. <laughs> Tyrone said he's grown. Do we got to go back to 1 Corinthians 13, talk about what a grown man, how a grown man operates, Ty? Ty said he was grown. Is that the standard, Ty, <laughs> that you talked about yesterday? He talked about because I'm grown. You do what I do, don't do what I say do. 
Well, do what I say, do, don't do what I do. That's, that's, is that the philosophy tie at your household, bishop? <laughs> Didn't Trina say you the bishop? You, you the bishop of our house. <laughs> right, bishop? Boy, don't y'all be giving me no information in the mic. I listen. I pay attention to everything y'all say. All right, all right, so let's, let's, let's uh, just funny, y'all, just funny. All right, so Ephesians 3, 14. All right, so this is a prayer, 14 through 19 is a prayer that I always offer people to pray to other folk, but I, I want to lock in on a few things here. It says, for this cause, this is uh, Paul saying, this, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says, of whom the, look, look, the who? The whole family. Look at this, though. In heaven and earth is named. Now, I, I do a teaching on heaven and earth, and, you know, and this, this lines up with Genesis uh, 2-1. God was finished with the heavens and earth and all the hosts of them. And so, 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 okay, so when I go into, remember he says a king, when he goes into the battle, who doesn't see if he has sufficient to win the battle? Sometimes we go, we don't go to battle. This is, that was talking about going to battle. Sometimes we don't go to battle because we don't think we have what it takes. Because we're just looking at what we can see. And then we get in that prompting from God, I need you to go win. But we're like, well, no, 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 no. We can't go in. We can't go in. No, no, no. Look at all this out here. Right? But remember, Gehazi saw all these chariots around um, uh, Elijah. And he, he was like, he said, Master, we in trouble. All these kings don't realize you've been actually prophesying and, and making them lose wars. They coming to get you. They're going to the source. And he says, and so, so Elijah was calm. You just got to use your imagination. He's just chilling. He's like, so what are you chilling for? He said, man, there's more to be with us than be with them. And, and, I, and, and Gaze, I probably gave him the game face like, he done lost his mind. We should have been around. Elijah said, open his eyes that he may see. What was he opening his eyes to? The whole picture. And when he opened the eyes of his understanding, he saw in the heaven realm there was chariots, armies surrounding all the three armies. Imagine how big that looked. So Elijah knew I can speak the truth, battle these kingdoms, because there's a greater army with them. There's more to be with me than be with them. Right? Sometimes our, we're intimidated by walking, from walking by faith because we're just looking at what we can see in the sight realm. We're not considering the whole, right? All right, so this says all the, uh, all the families of heaven and earth is named. It says that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Okay, now, I'm rooted and grounded in love, right? Look at verse 18. May be able to comprehend with master, with all saints, what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. That's the whole picture. You see, you see so, 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 so if, I, if I root myself, if I, if I allow Christ to strengthen me from the inside, and we talked about this in Bible school, abiding in Christ is what takes that. You can't keep visiting Christ and think you're going to be rooted and grounded. 
And you can't think you're going to be able to see the whole picture if you're in and out of focus. I repeat, you can't think you're going to see the whole picture if you're in and out of focus. Things are going to be blurry. So you're going to miss a step, miss a piece. Do something that costs you more than you were willing to pay because you didn't consider what was in the blind spot. Because you couldn't see the blind spot because you're not rooted and grounded. Right? Does that make sense? All right. So, so the scripture says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things. Evidence of things what? So there's, look, look. So if I remove faith, there's some not seen things that I can't see. Okay, look. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Whether we see or not, we're hoping for some things, right? Hope means intense expectancy, right? Like, I'm, you, you, you believe for something, right? We got up this morning, right? So it says faith is the substance of things hoped for. Because I, the only way I can believe for something that has not happened yet is I need faith, right? It says, but no, no, it goes further. It says it's the evidence of things what? Not seen. Remove the faith lenses. There's a lot of not seen in my blind spots that I'm not considering, that I'm not counting for the cost. And so I go into situations and I go, I can't believe that happened. And I guarantee you, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit saying, I can believe it. How about this one? That came out of nowhere. No, it didn't. You just didn't see it. I, I, I'm going to say this. My wife's going to pick it with me later. So I'm, I'm leaving here uh, Saturday, and I'm driving on the road. So, so a couple times we'll, we, we'll have two cars, and... Uh, let's say I'm following her. So I was picking with her one day and I was like, babe, like, do you use your blinker at all? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, you know, there's a reason for that. You know, like, let people know what you're doing. Well, well, full disclosure, transparently put myself on the line. I was driving Saturday and I didn't put my blinker on, but I looked in my side view mirror and I didn't see no car. So I'm, I'm, I'm just leaning over to the other lane. Man, this car, beep, beep. And I, I could tell I, I, I uh, traumatized the person because not only did they didn't keep up their speed, they ended up way, way, like way back. Probably was like, there's got to be some drunk fool in that car right there. I'm going to stay way back here just in case he run into somebody else. You know, well, well what did I do? I, as far as I'm concerned, I could have said, what, that car came out of nowhere. I know better. It didn't come out of nowhere. It was in my blind spot. Do you understand? We have blind spots. That's why the Bible says, for the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened. Because we can't see the the cost we should be counting, the things we should be considering. We're missing the details because we're so emotional about what we want to do. Man, that guy didn't, didn't become that overnight. There was plenty of red flags. That young lady, plenty of red flags. But 
in our blind spot, we're so, who, uh, somebody talked about, uh, was it Chris? It was Chris talking about this week, uh, uh, not being able to embrace the lonely times when you're supposed to be lonely and rushing out of that time when you're supposed to be cultivating a relationship with God and jumping into something that you're not supposed to and being clouded from the blind spots. And I get it. The reality is a lot of us be like, it's taking too long. Taking too long based on what? Based on the time you've been waiting or the time you need to prepare for what you want? Okay, repeat. It's taking too long. For what? Is it taking long because of the time you've been waiting or the time you need to prepare? And what's causing it to be longer? Just because it's long or because you need some preparation to handle what's coming in your life? Okay. Count the cost, consider the whole. If you consider the whole, you'll take the time to find out what am, what's in my blind spot, what am I not seeing? As opposed to complaining because you think I have all I need for what I desire. Sometimes we have all we need to do it. We don't have what we need to handle it. And for God, the most important thing is the ability to handle it. God is try not trying to lose you to it. Does that make sense? All right, so, so, so. You know, we come into life, this is something we talk about, in, me and my wife, in our premarital, uh, how we, we talk about pictures. Because people come into relationship with different pictures, right? So we had a uh, uh, premarital uh, courtship with the Bobbitts over there. All right, these two, these two couples right here. That's over the joint heirs marriage ministry. Bobbitts are right here, y'all. So, um, and so... You come, in for, you come in for a marriage and they come in with two different pictures, right? You know, you have different expectations. So when you start to talk about the ex first of all, you're frustrated because you're like, don't this person get it? Well, they're looking at things from a different picture, right? Yeah, I did this on purpose, right? <laughs> right? They're looking at things from a different picture, right? And so what happens is we try to challenge people, discuss the picture. Like, 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 put it all on the table. Because a lot of times you can save yourself a whole lot of trouble when you know what the picture is. So a lot of things are so crazy, you come into every relationship, your job relationship. Like, when I went to interviews, I let them interview me. And when they finished, I interviewed them. And my, my philosophy was, you're seeing if you want me. I'm seeing if I want you. Not because I was arrogant. Why would I stay at the job, get a job that I'm not going to like? So I interviewed, and I, I start asking them, all right, so, you know, what's the, what's the worst thing you guys deal with? What's your biggest challenge? You know, what's your incentives? Whatever the case may be, I'm asking them questions because it's an exchange. But if I come in and I just listen to their picture, and I get frustrated later when I take the job, who's at fault? If I'm in a relationship and I never really know the picture of the other person, but I'm expecting them to conform to my picture, I'm tripping. They don't know what my picture is. 
They're playing off of their mommy and daddy, and you playing off of your mommy and daddy. They're playing off of the last time they got hurt, you playing off of the last time you got hurt. They got hurt through betrayal, you got hurt because somebody stole all your money out of the bank account. You know, so you got two different things going on here, right? You, you understand what I'm saying? So same thing when you come to a church. People come to churches from churches. Some churches they never really went to. They just went because mommy and daddy sent them. So they never really, never asked no questions, never had no. We sat with somebody and it was like, man, this is deep. I'm sitting with the pastor. I, I met with somebody uh, the other week, one-on-one, uh, -on -one, they don't go here, but. He was like, man, this is my first time ever sitting with a pastor. I've been to plenty of church, right? So, so he had a, so, so I opened up to him so he can kind of see who I am, you know? And he opened up to say who he was. Before I get into anything, let's, what's your expectations and what's your picture? See, that, all these things we have to consider, but if you blind, you walk in blind and clouded through emotions, through fears, through pain, what happens there? You never share your picture because you can't see yourself. You don't know what's in your blind spots, so it's, it's a constant battle. That's why some of us are not in covenant because we don't trust nobody to share our whole picture. Joy said that's true. <laughs> all right, all right, so just stay with me, stay with me. We, we got a few minutes here. Is it me or is it hot? It was me because I was jumping around. That's how y'all doing with me? <laughs> it's you. All right, so, 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 so some, some, some of our worldviews, we always talk about worldviews, repetitious information, authoritative voices in your environment, right? That normally what shapes us, so we just play off of that. So, you know, you have uh, somebody, uh, we had a couple, uh, they're in Ohio, Dayton or whatever. Uh, and I remember the young lady was brought up in a, uh, with a military parent. Young man wasn't brought up that way. So the battle was a lot of times, the young lady was like, you just going to leave that bed that way? And it, and it wasn't like he would get defensive. He was like, yeah, why are you asking? Why? She was doing the corners for years. But she was frustrated. And then we told her, hold on. Why are you frustrated? Remember when your parents, you was getting on your parents' nerves because you wasn't doing what they asked? Well, you don't crossed over to now it's a part of your default and you've mastered it. Well, does he get the same amount of time you took to master it? Or does he got to get it done in two months? She was like, I never looked at it that way. I said, yeah, you had, you had like 20 years to become who you are. You want this person to do it in 20 days. Two different worldviews, two different pictures. Right? We good? Right. Some of y'all had that issue. All right. So you can see the look on the face. like... Amen. Ah, oh, man, I, 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 I dogged that person out. My bad. Heard their feelings. So, so this is the other piece. In consideration of the whole, consider our worldview, consider our picture, consider our attentiveness. This is what I mean by that. Some of us are not attentive. We're, we're not, we're very smart. 
We wouldn't be who we are, but we're not very attentive. We get out of focus fast. Do you know you have to train yourself to be in focus? You don't believe me, do you? You do it with your kids. You do it with your kids. We was out there with Tegan. They sent Tegan to, Tegan to, to uh, put the trash away. Put his trash away. Basically, he gets up. If he goes to the table, the trash is right there. Tegan goes this way. <laughs> and by the time he gets here, he's going by the book readings and stuff like that. Then next thing you know, he's on his way to the sink. Well, he done, he forgot the whole the mission. But guess what? The instructor says, Tegan, you know where the, gar- the trash can is. Immediately, he put it in the trash. He goes to, uh, I, I, I was loving this. You know, I, I get all types of stuff. He was going to, um, to wash his hands. That's what it was. He was washing his hands. So he gets up. He, they got a, a little step up. He steps up. He goes to wash his hands. But see, he loses focus. He forgets the soap. He, he just, he getting down over that water, though. He... But the young lady didn't trip because he's a child. She walked by. She says, Tegan, soap? He didn't, what you trying to say? He, you know what he did? Got the soap, put the soap on, finished washing his hands. When he got down, he turned, went to turn the water off, but he didn't turn it off all the way. So when he got down, I didn't even have to say, go turn the water. I said, Tegan. He looked at me, went to take the paper towel to the trash. Then he looked at me again, and you could, you could see it on the inside. He was like, man, I ain't turn that water off. He went back. Now, because to turn it off, he had to get, elevate himself because he was on the ground at this time. He jumped up on that step, pushed that thing closed without me telling. I never said the words. He just needed something to bring them back into focus. You see that? But guess what? How old is Deacon? Three. <laughs> See, I didn't need to say nothing. <laughs> I ain't need to say nothing. Y'all pretty much got the point, right? You got the point, right? But, <laughs> Rhonda says, you think I'm still talking about Tegan? All right, so, so let's, let's bring Ty in here. So Ty was talking about yesterday how, well, this is when Trina said, uh, <laughs> never mind, I was about to go into character, but you're the bishop of our home, right? But Ty was talking about leading his home and the, the responsibilities has, because he was talking about the qualifications of an elder and a special service. He bumped himself down to the special service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was like, no, nah, I'm not trying to do the, the, the elder. Let me try this special servant thing, right? <laughs> right? But, but he said something. He said, he said, listen, he says, I'm over my homeless a lot. He says, he says pastor, he's, he has family too. He says, and I'm sure he has a lot to do with family. He says, well, wait a minute. He's the spiritual father over our family. Then he said this, I guarantee you, our family is worse than his family. That's what he said. But not because people are evil, it's more people. And this is the thing. He said this, my family grew up with me. Like, they, 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 they grew up with us. 
You know, our grandchildren, they, they know how we flow. They still, we're still working with them. But they know how we flow. My son, he know how we flow. Still working with him too, right? But he said the difference between us is somebody else raised us. And now he's assisting with our development after somebody already painted the picture. And sometimes we're fighting the reality of the picture. So when we come to you and we go, oh, see how you was raised. We don't say it like that. I just, I just slipped that in. I just said it just, just for effect. Well, we don't say it like that. <laughs> that wouldn't be nice. See how you was raised. Mm. <laughs> call, your, call your parents up. <laughs> call, your, call your parents up. <laughs> tell, tell them you want a refund. Anyway, so, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. So, <laughs> so, so, <sighs> all right, so what I was saying, he was saying that. <laughs> oh, he was saying, oh. Ah, I, I got to get focused, see, because I lost my attentiveness. I lost my attentiveness. So, ah, you can do it. You can do it. Stay focused, buddy. All right, so Ty was saying somebody else has been raising this person, and so you, you're discovering a picture. So our job is to help you to see who you are. The Bible says the word is a lamp to your feet and a light into your path. Right? Shows you where you are. Light into your feet. A lamp unto your path. A lamp unto your feet, I'm sorry. Light unto your path. So there's a lamp unto your feet. This is where I'm at in the cave. Light unto my path. This is where I'm trying to go. Right? Psalm 119, 105. Right? That makes sense so far? Okay, so uh, Josh was talking about in Galatians 1, Galatians 6, 1, how if you be taken in a, a fault, uh, someone spiritual should restore you, right? He was breaking down, he was breaking down, uh, uh, bear you one another's burdens is the next scripture and how the burdens is a, is a load, it's abundance, and it's authority. So somebody spiritual is equipped to help you with the load, right? Handle the abundance of nonsense that's coming at you. He didn't say that, I just slipped that in there, right? But they have the authority to recover you, help recover you, Right? He was talking about that. So how does that happen? They come to you and they make you aware of what's in the blind spots. Oh, you weigh down. You don't see that load you carrying around? You walking around like pig pen, but you don't see the dust. Right? Right? Oh, no, no, no. And it's, it's in abundance. But hey, I'm equipped to help you get through this because it's overwhelming to you right now. So, hey, this is what we're going to do. No, 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 I know. It seems like it's insurmountable. But let me, let me, let, let me guide you through it. Yeah, Pastor Mel does that. Great job with that, right? But then we get to a certain point where certain things are stubborn. Okay, so now authority comes out to shake that thing out of you. You know, sometimes, you know, I remember with CPR, they would say you hit the baby and I, t I told the story a thousand times, but he hit the baby and I was doing like this. 
It wasn't a real baby, but I was doing like this. And the lady said, what are you doing? I said, well, you know, you said hit the baby's back. She says, hit the baby back. You're trying to dislodge what's choking him to death. I said, well, I don't want to break the baby. She said, you want to kill the baby? So you got to thrust to dislodge, not thrust. Oh, I don't want to hurt the baby's back and they choking to death. Same deal with authority. Sometimes we're choking to death on this load of abundance that we picked up and carried around in our blind spots as this weight, right? And so sometimes we got to thrust some authority so it'll come out. You see that? But the challenge is we're not the person receiving. You know, this baby don't be jumping, moving. They just take the thrust. Somebody choking to death, you can wrestle them. Nobody thinks about you being inappropriate or nothing. Squeeze me until, until, until all the blood come out if you want to. But get what's choking me to death. I was in that situation, choking on a coffee cake that I stole. So <laughs> I did. I stole it. It's eating too fast, and, and I could not breathe, literally. Drake's, Drake's coffee cake. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know what Drake's is, right? Right? But, but yes, I, I, I almost choked to death. But what I'm saying is, do you understand, like, then when you, when you, when you approach the person, like, they're, they're fighting against you. You're on their team. They in quicksand, and you're like, hey, 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 let me get you out of here. You got, you got a couple seconds. Well, you don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to be in the quicksand. Bloop, 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 bloop. What are you doing? Like, what you, I'm, I'm here to help. And you only got a certain amount of time to get out of this quicksand. I understand you in it. You probably got good reasons for it. But I don't care. I, I'm trying to save your life. And you know, there's windows for that. There's a time for that. To everything, there's a season, there's a time for every purpose. Ecclesiastes 3.1, right? Purpose has time attached to it. Everything's subject to change. That's what seasons are. But purpose has timing to it. And the timing is not always going to be at our convenience. Right? And this is what we're doing sometimes. We're like, uh, Josh, Josh, I'm put Josh out here. Josh said, man, I've been running for this for a long time. So anytime I hear that, I was sitting back there and I was like, really? Why? Now, we've had conversations, so I can say this. He's not offended, okay? Just because, why are you coming at Josh like that? I'm not. Know why I was saying why? Because I'm like, like this man works hard to fulfill whatever he thinks he's supposed to do. Well, if you're going to put all that energy, put it into what God has purposed you to do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, if, he, if he'll tell you, he's, he's done stuff and it's failed. Well, if that's the case, you can go after what God tells you to do. Worst case scenario is what? You fail. But you know what the difference is? You got God with you. Look at the things we failed at. I said we. So we might as well just do God's stuff. We think we're going to miss out. Look at all of, all of what we're missing out by not being locked in with God. That's what he was talking about yesterday. Right? You see that? It's kind of it's weird how we process things. Right? Why don't we just do it God's way? So a part of consideration of the whole is we must be responsible for our attentiveness. Now, we got to stop using 
the I don't understand excuse to retreat versus going deeper. So it doesn't mean you can't say I don't understand, but the next thing after I understand should be, oh, I'm going to have to go deeper on this one. Not, oh, I don't understand. Why are we retreating? Why are we excusing? Go deeper because we do it with other things we don't understand. The kingdom is the only thing that we go, I don't understand. What? I'm not responsible for this. I'm not, I'm not a, listen, I don't understand. Well, how come that, that relationship that you couldn't figure out how to get that person's attention, somehow or another you figured it out? You changed your lifestyle. You changed your proximity. You invested resources. You took wrong jobs. All of getting in that proximity. You understand that? How, you didn't understand that at first. I don't understand why they don't see me, why they don't like me. You figured a way. Y'all know what I'm talking about because some of us have been masters at, oh, no, I just happen to be going to the same place. How the hell? No. You don't, you, now you, you're stalking them on Facebook. Yeah, but, but do you understand what I'm saying? We figure it out. <laughs> do, do you see what I'm saying? Like we figure it out. We figured out how to keep doing things we shouldn't be doing and make other people think that they're wrong for not supporting us. You figured that out? That's masterful. You wrong and the other person feel bad. How'd you figure that one out? Why is it getting so quiet? That's Amen, Pastor. Amen. But not jump, man. This fast week get cramps. <laughs> I'm not getting no cramp. I'm good. I am getting hot though. Right. So <laughs> you're right about that, Jay. You know. And, and, and so, all right. So, so, so let, let, let's just let's just hit this other piece, and then we're done. Okay. Two. Give me three minutes. All right. Three minutes. All right. So much more in consideration of the whole, I could, talk, I could teach on that forever. Um, I just want us to, to what God wants us to look, look at, now it's time for us to focus in on the missing pieces. That's all. Not, not to condemn us, uh, not to put us down. Uh, I know for me, I had to cross over to humility. Now, now, I went through humility the hard way. So I was embarrassed growing up every day because I never had what everybody else had, you know. So I had the imitation. People had Converse's, I had Charterhouse sneakers. Only challenge with Charterhouse, they almost looked like Converse's, but they was missing the, the, the black stripe over the toe. So I, I inked that in. <laughs> now listen, I took an ink pen and I inked it in. And I got away with it for the first, oh, I'll keep you guys some new sneakers finally, you know. Then the ink faded, you know, because black ink for some reason just faded to blue. It's like, man, Man, those, those aren't converses, man. <laughs> you know, then uh, I, got the, I got imitation pumas. So if I walk by, you'd be like, just if I walk by first, uh-oh, Keith finally got some brand name shoes. <laughs> you know, but, they, but, but if you looked hard, my, 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 my swish was flipped. <laughs> but then when you get cheap shoes, they wear quicker. So my, 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 my Swiss came, was coming off. So then I, you know, I walked by the neighborhood. Oh, man, those ain't Pumas, them Balumas, man. 
You know, so it was always some type of joke, you know. And I told you a story when I had the, I had the, cheap, the, the cheap shoes, the soles would never wear out. I was trying to wear them out to get new shoes because I'm embarrassed wearing these things. So, so the, I'm talking about the sneakers was like hard soles, not rubber soles. So, so the soles wouldn't wear out, but the, the cloth would wear out. And so one day, me and my friend, we walking down the street. I told this story before. We walking down the street, and he, was, he, he kept uh, light matches, throwing them in, the, in leaves and stuff. And, you know, I'm a conscious person. I'm like, man, what are you doing, man? You're going to start a fire, man. We're going to cause the police. So he, 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 he threw one of the matches, and the thing caught on fire. I was like, man, what are you doing? So I started stomping it out. Well, when I stomped it out, it caught to my sneakers. <laughs> Not the soul part, because the souls was, <laughs> the, 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 the souls were like, <laughs> they were indestructible. But the cloth part, it kind of like, so, so the back, it kind of, it, it kind of, uh, let me see if I can show y'all. So, so the flame went around the back around here. And so, so every time I thought I put the flame out, because the shoes was cheap and they had that extra little plastic, you would see like, you ever see like a cigarette lighter that you just see the light, but no flame, that's how it was. So when I thought it was done, I'm walking, I was like, and it was still, it was still going, it was still going all the way around. So now the interesting thing about it going all the way around is what? The soles are indestructible. The cloth now has a give. Right, so I be walking down the street and guys like, yo, what's up, Keith? I'm like, what's up, man? No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your shoes. <laughs> I did, then, I just, 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 just for impact. The last thing is I, I had, uh, uh, so they bought me some shoes for, for uh, supposed to be for Easter. You know, because the state would pay, I was staying with foster parents at that time, so the state would, I didn't know the state was giving them money. But they didn't tell me what the, how much the money was. They would just buy me something. So, so Miss Taylor brought me these uh, roach killers. We call them roach killers. So roach killers, this was like a point. Like, and so we call them roach killers because you can kill the roaches in the corners, right? <laughs> Obviously, we had a lot of roaches. So, you know, we're like, oh, no, I can get that one. He ain't getting away from me. So, so, so. so well, when, I, when, she, when she presented the shoes to me, remember I told you I'm a character. I probably look like the saddest person in America. Like, are you serious? On the inside, I'm like, are you serious? I can't wear them things to school. And, but she saw my face, and she got offended. So she said, I never opened my mouth. I just looked dejected. She said, you're going to wear them things till they have holes in them. Now, that triggers my cerebral mind. I, I, I was a, you know, I'm a cerebral. I'm a math guy. I was like, okay, these things ain't never wearing out because they had the indestructible soles too. <laughs> and if I wore them just for dress shoes, I would still have them to this day. Right? So I said, I'm going to have to wear these shoes every day until I figure out a way to wear holes in them. So I played basketball in them. I played football in them. Like I had the, the, you know, the big white tube socks come up with the, with the three colors. You remember like the three, red, black, and green, three colors. I had those sweat socks on 
some cut-off jeans, and the black roach killers, all black roach killers. And I'll be out there balling. You know, that's probably why I was good, good when I finally got real sneakers, <laughs> you know, because I wasn't used to traction, right? The other thing is <laughs> when I played football, I, I scored a lot of touchdowns, but I thought it was just because I was sweet. But guys would be like, yo, watch out for those roach killers. <laughs> okay, I, I, you know, I said that to open your hearts up a little bit. But, but I'm not, I'm on my own, I'm in the hood, I'm bullied. Uh, but this humility trained me as I grew to, well, if I was embarrassed for that, I can definitely look bad for the kingdom. So I'm not caught, I'm not, I don't, I'm not caught up in keeping up. I got plenty of real sneakers now. That's probably why I got some more sneakers, you know, because I probably was traumatized. Because <laughs> I never had the, what, what the other kids had. Never, you know. And so, you know, you get the brand new pants that are high waters. We call them high waters. It's up to here. And they're like, yo, Keith, what's up with them floods? You know. So you're constantly getting cracked on all the time. Right? Some of y'all remember that. Y'all probably going to watch this. Some of y'all Newark folk. Yeah. It was you. But, but what happens is God, that's your wilderness. God allows that. What it did was it broke Keith, but it released my spirit. But I didn't know that. I'm just like, when is this ever going to change? Like, why, why'd you put me here, God, with these folk? You know, how come all the other kids have? But I wasn't looking at the whole picture. I, I, at the 17, I looked up in the sky and said, man, is it always going to be like this? So, God, you put me here for this? And I remember I didn't care if I lived. So I almost died. I almost died in the club because I did drugs to extremes. Like, and, and I would tell my friends, worst thing that happens is I die. <laughs> Ain't like I got anything to live for. I'm making that decision based on what? What I can see. Like, 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 like there was a whole life God had planned for me. But I'm so stuck in my moment, I can't see the brilliance and the fulfillment and the abundance in my blind spot. So it's not just the bad things in your blind spot. It's the wonderful things that God has prepared for you in your blind spot. So sometimes we're looking to give up because we don't want to go through. But you want to go through. Now, not everybody don't have that type of story, but everybody here going through? It's something on the other side of that. And, and, and you start to accelerate when you lock into God. See, it was taking longer because I was trying to do it. It started to pick up when I crucified Keith and bury myself in God. See, we're missing pieces because we can't see the whole picture. We don't even know there's pieces missing. So we're frustrated sometimes with God. But we don't realize God loves us and his plan 
is always better than ours. And I'm going to tell, I'm gonna, I'll say this respectfully. Some of us should love God more because he has to love you through your stubbornness. You hear the truth, you know the truth, you articulate the truth, but you're stubborn. You, you won't let go of what you've locked into. And that's the dangerous thing. You just locked into the wrong thing instead of locking into God. But, but I don't know what's going to happen. Do you know what's going to happen what you locked into now? But you're feeling the consequences of it, aren't you? So, 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 so as, as, as we move forward, because we, we're about to get into, I believe, next week, in Jesus' name, you know, with our schedules. But I believe next week we're going to get into courage. And this is going to help us too. I, I do recommend the Bible school class, Abide in Christ, because you'll see what's been missing the whole time. Right? Right? So, so challenge ourselves to go beyond our comfort zone. Just take a step beyond where you are now. Just take that step. All right? So that's the first goal. I'm going to take a step. I'm, I'm a, I might read more. I might pray more because we could be casual with God. Right? You know, okay, it's hard for me to come on Wednesday nights. I'm coming once a month. And I'm locked in on that. Right? Or can't come Wednesday nights. I'm coming to Bible school. I'm locked in on that. But go beyond what you've been doing now. And you'll see beyond what you've been seeing now. All right, stand on your feet. That's all for today.